Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best athletes don't just play the game. They change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive. It's easy. And best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Guys who are down on their luck. Let's put it that way. Uh, two quarterbacks. One was in action last night, Russell Wilson. And uh, boy, uh, I, I, I would say when I look at this season from hell for the Denver Broncos, one in five is their record. Worst start in years. And think about the game that they won. They were down like 28 nothing or right. something. 20 right. to the Bears. And somehow the Bears let them get off the mat. They, they should be winless. Horrific. They should be winless. And they lost to the Jets and Zach Wilson. That, lost that to the Jets at home. No. That tells you all and and right, Zach Wilson exactly. didn't even throw a touchdown, Chris. It wasn't like Zach Wilson I mean, had that's this no surprise. Had this great game or something. You know what I mean? Like an of anomaly. Of he didn't have a great right. game. Right, and they still won easily. They won by 10. And last night, they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs 19-8. Okay, the, the Chiefs didn't destroy them. Well, when you go one for five in the red zone, that's why it wasn't right. a blowout. Right. And um, Russell Wilson, Rob, threw for 95 yards. One touchdown and two interceptions was sacked four times. Now, like I said, I blame the lion's share for, of this disastrous season on Sean Payton. But last night, while Payton certainly wasn't awesome, 
<laughs> by any stretch. He called. Remember that timeout he called uh, right before the end of the first half when his team was about to punt on fourth down and it gave Kansas City just enough time to field the punt, get in field goal position, and kick terrible, the field goal. Terrible, Chris. Terrible. Just hard. That just, was if he was not hacked, he would oh, be he destroyed. He would have been destroyed for today. That. Like, right. like it's just awful. So while he is mainly responsible, I think, for this horrible season. Last night it was on Russell Wilson. And then there's another quarterback, Rob, who won't be in action this Sunday for the second straight game. He's got a bruised shoulder. Uh, Deshaun Watson. And here's what I want to say about these two guys, Rob. It's a phrase that we've all heard before. But you should take heed sometimes. Be careful what you wish for. Russell Wilson, Rob, had it going on in Seattle. Nine Pro Bowls, an undoubted Hall of Famer. One Super Bowl, two Super Bowl appearances. I mean, he was clear. Only thing he didn't have was MVP. And everybody was like, wow, he didn't even have an MVP vote. That's shocking. And he, so at some point, decided he wanted to cook. He wanted a new scenery. He wanted to move on. He wanted to be free away from Pete Carroll. He wanted to do his own thing. Well, he got his wish. He went to Denver. I'll be the first to admit, I thought Russell was going to be the one to do well and Pete Carroll was going to be the one to struggle. It's been the reverse. And now Russell Wilson may very well be on his way to getting cut in the offseason, and then who knows we will pick him up. His Hall of Fame status, I think, Rob, is maybe in some question. Maybe. I'm not a voter. I don't know what they'll do, but I think it's probably in some question right now. And then Deshaun Watson, Robin Houston, three straight Pro Bowls, led the league in passing yards through 33 touchdowns his last season. And, and I get it. The franchise was not being run well, right? They had let, uh, let go of several great players. So I get his frustration. But, Rob, it all began to go downhill when he decided he wanted out for whatever reason. And, and, you know, obviously he was into some other stuff <laughs> that came out. But, and maybe obviously if he had stayed there and it would have came out, it still would have been a problem. But it began with him wanting to go elsewhere. And he got his wish and he got the best contract in the history of football. But, man, he's, if, if, if he's mediocre right now, that's a compliment. He might not even be a mediocre quarterback right now. So, Rob, these are two guys that, at least at this point, it looks like they made a couple of bad decisions, bad moves. Here's my only pushback on you on this. I don't think that staying where they were meant that that things were going to be better than where they are. Because I, I, I'm just not convinced that either one – uh, because if he would have been uh, Deshaun Watson out for two years and came back, I'm not so sure where he would be. And Russell Wilson, Chris, as much as everybody thought it was, uh, add water, stir, and you're going to the Super Bowl because they finally got their quarterback they're looking for. 
I, you know, people from Seattle called us. You know that on the show. It was like, oh, really? Oh, just wait till you watch him. He ain't the guy that people are making him out to be. We've been watching this deterioration for a while. We're not watching. We're watching from afar. Those are fans watching day in and day out, and they called it. I mean, they did. They called it. They were like, ah, we'll, we'll wait and see. And it has been bad. So I'm. I, I hear you about looking for greener pastures or whatever, but. Deshaun Watson, he got paid. He got the, the ridiculous contract, so he got that, and that only happened because he was able to force his way out of there and 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 go to Cleveland where they were desperate for a quarterback, and so they paid up. And uh, Russell Wilson got paid too, a gigantic contract that hadn't even – the extension hadn't even kicked in yet. So he can say, okay, things aren't going great here. Got paid. I'll get my money. I won a Super Bowl. I've been to – uh, Pro Bowl, I did all that. Pro Bowls, all that. What can I do? It ain't just me. The defense gave up a 70-piece. We had a, a first-year coach in Nathaniel Hackett who was awful. You know, like he could justify that a lot of it. And I'm not saying last year he not didn't play well. to anybody well. else, maybe to himself. Yeah, but I mean, there are other extenuating circumstances. That's all I'm saying. So I, I hear the wishing for greener pastures and all that, and it doesn't always amount to that. But I don't think either one of them are going to lose any sleep about where they are. Oh, I do. I, I mean, if you're competitive, this has to eat you up. I mean, if I'm Russell Wilson was paid already and was going to probably get paid again, he would have got. That's where I d- disagree. I think he would have got paid whether it was in Seattle or if they Not decided that on their own to trade. He still would have been filthy rich. He would have got tons of money, and he was leading them to the playoffs essentially every year. And I. Now, he may have struggled, you know, but we never saw him ever look this bad in Seattle. He was in a system that was built around him that he obviously could prosper in. So I think he would have been fine. And Deshaun, Rob, remember, Deshaun sat out that one season, that first season, just on his own of his own volition. Like, he didn't have to sit out. That's the thing. So... Now, again, all of the stuff that came out, if that would have come out in Houston, yes, he still would have been in trouble. But maybe it wouldn't have. Who knows? Um, But I think the bottom line is he didn't have to sit out that one year in Houston that he did. He didn't want to play, and for some reason, the Texans let him have his way. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You heard last hour, if you're listening to some of the commercial breaks, about the beef between Steve Smith and Jerry Judy. Now, Rob G., you want to summarize that? And I know we have some sound of it, too, right? I mean, I could summarize it, but Steve Smith he must be going to broadcast school because he kind of summarized the backdrop and then went into it on his own without okay. me having to explain it. 
Take a listen to Steve Smith Sr. last night on the NFL Network pregame show. For a short while ago, yeah. Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy was walking by, and Steve called out to him, I called and he got a different reaction. I called out to him because uh, on my podcast, Cut To It, I just talked about guys that maybe have not um, showed up in a way or in a manner. And so the word that I've used uh, to describe him in the past was a jag, just a guy. And so when I saw him, he's playing well. I wanted to say to him face-to-face, like, hey, I know I said some things in the past I probably shouldn't have, and I'm sorry. That's what I wanted to say to him. His response, Mike Rob and Bucky, was ninja. Ninja? Yes, I'm using the word ninja. That's I'm just using the word ninja. I don't mess with you. And it was a, it was a curse word. And so I was like, all right, and then he repeated it. So I'll say it again. I'm sorry that I said you were a jag, just a guy who's an average wide receiver that you a first-round pick on that isn't doing anything. I hope today that you actually show up in a way that you haven't showed up in the last couple of years since they drafted you. So if you ever got a problem with Agent 89, I'm sorry for saying that you're an average wide receiver that they eventually will move on. And when teams call me and asking, should they trade for you? I will say, no, don't trade for Jerry Judy because he's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism from people who watch specifically, can he be a wide receiver? He could be a wide receiver. He's a tier three. Go back into the studio. I'm done now. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Rob, you didn't like it. No, it's not that. I just think it's unprofessional. And and this is where we this is where we cross. Uh Dak if you're Dak Prescott, okay. Here, here let me let's let's rewind first, Chris. Players have criticized us. You didn't play in the league. How can you criticize us? How can you tell us about us? You didn't play in the league and this and that. So that was their battle cry. They don't want to hear from us because we're uh, journalists, and, and this is what we've done, and we've analyzed or whatever. So that was their first pushback. Then the players, now they're reporters, and they want to interview people, and now uh, it's, a, it's fine. Sure, they could uh, give their analysis or whatever. That's what they do. But the language and the stuff, to, to call Dak Prescott, and this was Shady McCoy, right? Oh, yeah, this is a to, Okay, so you're not just talking about Steve No, I'm just talking about, talking about all I'm just – Said Dak Prescott is ass on on television. Like like seriously, you you could say that he didn't play well or what ass. That that Chris, could you say that on first things first? Call Dak Prescott ass. Probably didn't he say it on uh, speak? Yeah, he said yeah, it on speak. So I could say it. I mean, I wouldn't, but you could. I could. I guess. Okay. The, 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 I mean, that show just right after ours. That, that's what I'm talking I'm talking about. I, I should say you. Okay. I, I yeah, just don't I think you would go to that. I, would, I, no, I, I don't think you would go to that. Right. I don't think you would. Would I? Yeah, would you? Would you? No. Uh, and, you know, James Harrison on NBC. James Harrison been doing NBC for 10? Rodney Harrison, I'm sorry. For, for right. what is it, 10, 15 years? How long has he been doing it? 12, 15, 12 years, Chris? NBC? I don't think that long, but but it's several. A long time. Oh, I think it's close to that. Uh, and and he talked about who was the quarterback. It was the quarterback, right? Zach, Wilson. uh, Zach, Zach Wilson's garbage or what? Garbage. Like, okay, not a good quarterback. We don't think he's good. You could. There's a lot of garbage. Now these are coming from guys who have played in the league 
and supposedly have some sort of compassion as to how hard it is to play this game. They know about it. It's not always, you know what I mean? Like they're supposed to be the compassionate ones because they've lived it. They seem to be way harsher. And you've seen this, Chris, with uh, LeBron James and Paul Pierce and just harsher on the players. Barkley, of course. Uh, Barkley. They, they allow, most of them push back on Barkley, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, then, then, then reporters would ever be. Uh, I'm not saying that reporters have never crossed the line or said something, but I'm just saying uh, some of these things are just, to me, unprofessional. There is a way of criticizing people. And to call somebody garbage or what was the other term? I just. Uh, ass. Ass. To me, I I could see where another player would have an issue uh, and want to say something to you or push back to be called that. that. That's it. Not that they're beyond you can't criticize them. I'm not saying that these guys can't criticize them. And I don't know what the Steve Smith thing is. It just it just this is me. I don't know that they know each other or whatever. Sounds personal. Well, Steve sounds personal. I, and Rob G, correct me if I'm wrong because initially. After, like, he he said he wanted to apologize to Jerry Judy. And then Judy wasn't having it. So then Steve started talking, obviously. And it sounded like initially he still was apologizing. Like, I'm sorry I said this. But then he it was a twist. And it, it sounded like he was saying, if any team calls me about you, I'm going to tell them don't trade for you. Isn't that what you got? Because it sounded like, like at the end, I think that was personal. Because that's what it sounded like. Yeah, if he had, if he had Rob, still, even after Jerry Judy, Judy blew him off, if you really were going to apologize because you think he's playing better, as you said, then you should have said that afterwards. You should have said, "Look, he didn't have time for me. That's fine, but." He is playing better. And I, I do want to, you know, I meant what I said. Um, I'm sorry for the criticism I la- launched at him earlier because this year he's been playing better football and I think he's beginning to improve. Like, you would have kept that. I remember, Rob, I covered Stephon Marbury when he was with the Brooklyn Nets. And we had an issue because he didn't like a story I read. With the New Jersey Nets back then, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, New Jersey Nets, right. And I was with the New York Times. And he didn't like a story I wrote, so he stopped talking to me for like two-thirds of the season. Mm-hmm. But I kept writing what what I saw as the truth. So if he was playing well, I didn't let the fact that he wasn't talking to me, you know, stop me from writing he's playing well. You got, I right, thought he right. got snubbed from the All-Star team that year. I wrote it, even though at the time he wasn't talking to me. And it ended up, you know, he saw that, look, this dude's being objective. He's not letting it get personal. And we ended up making up, you know, and it was cool. And so I just think that's where Smith didn't handle it professionally. But I'll say this, because Steve Smith is a tough dude. And I think he was professional just by keeping it, or somewhat professional, just by not (laughs) getting into a fight with Judy, because that dude is known to do that. But I also think, Rob, I think our society has changed. And I hear you. I wouldn't use that language to describe players and stuff like that. But now people saying all sorts of stuff. 
and stuff is, you know, more stuff is permissible in society. And certainly 10, 15, 20 years ago, you wouldn't have been able to say that about a guy. But now people say it and it, it ends up driving ratings and people get into it and it's a beef and you know what I'm saying? And so it's kind of comes with the new territory, I guess. But I think your point you're making is that you know, the, the athletes always get mad at the journalists when they're critical of them, but it's the ex-athletes, your own peers often, who are really more critical and, and even they'll take it to a personal level. Right. Most journalists will just keep it on, you know, he's not playing well. Um, but I'm not going to get into what he is like as a person or anything like that. Or, or right, or use that kind of – I just couldn't imagine, you know, using that like somebody – like Dak Prescott for whatever. You might say he's a top 15 quarterback or he can't win the big game or whatever. But to just call a guy, you know, ass on national television. I mean, that's is, really unusual. I, I do think – and I can't think of somebody off the top of my head, Rob. But I wouldn't be surprised if there you could find some tape of journalists – calling a player garbage. Like it's particularly in a debate format. And I again I nothing comes to mind. I can't I can't but I wouldn't be surprised I was stunned if, or to hear that yeah. or something like that. I wouldn't be to surprised. To hear both to hear of those. That. And it's just interesting. And and uh for players and, and Chris, you know, we already know and we, we talk about all the time, most of the time it's the other way where they're playing uh, you know it's uh you know they 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 play nice and they're playing with mittens and and they're not trying to hurt each other you know what I mean <laughs> like like they, they yeah some of them are taking those mittens off right, right. like <laughs> like before it would be like well, well right. dude can we get a right. pushback can we can you say something like everybody's great this is There's more this- real you got to say that. Yeah, this is I, more it, real. Like you, I like you, I like real, but I I right. think there's a there's a certain degree if you want to if you want to do this job and you want to be on and have people look at you and take you seriously. Like there's a there's a degree of your language, Chris. The language that you use with your family or friends isn't the language you would use to do a job on a network. That's why he went to apologize. I was on his podcast. You don't think right. he apologized for no reason? I bet you somebody there said, "Dude, don't use that." Like you know what I mean? I, I doubt that. I bet. I, really? I don't, I don't agree. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I think, think so. he felt. I think he felt like he was playing better, and he because Rob. It, it, I mean, you you get a lot like even broken English, uh, which even I'll use sometimes. I mean, you can get away with that now, whereas there was a time when you couldn't, uh, or slang terms and stuff. And I know these are. You know the off-color language, what we're talking about, but yeah, I, you know I, you can just say things that in the past you could not have gotten away with, and so and I think the debate culture, you know, has loosened things up too, and people, you know, feel you know freer saying stuff, but um, the bottom line is that the athletes don't want to be criticized by anybody, and that's human nature. You know, and I wonder, Rob. It's not human nature when it, you when you when you have a public job. I mean, you have a public. To we talk care about what people say. No, no, no. That 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 somehow you think that you're going to be beyond. No, but criticism. you still, But you no, no. But it still bothers people. It still can bother you, even if you 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 understand it comes with the territory. But it still can bother you. That's what I mean by that's human nature. But I wonder, Rob, and it it seems like it may. If it bothers athletes more coming from another athlete or an ex-athlete 
than coming from a journalist because they can write off something we say as all oh, they don't you know they they jealous or they they never played or they don't know what they're talking about but when somebody that you know was a baller or even just played in the league maybe they weren't even that good but maybe do you think it hurts more coming from another player or former player no i i just think it's i i think it's the harshness Especially, they would think that a player, yeah, you know, like part of that, Chris, but I think it's the harshness of it uh, compared to uh, compared to uh, a, a, a journalist giving you some, hey, he's not playing well, or this, these are his numbers. You don't, might not like to hear them, or you don't want to hear them. I just think that I think sometimes it's come off very, very harsh. And I think that's the part. I, I think journalists can be harsh too. Yeah, I, I don't and, know. And I'm not saying harsh. there aren't any. I'm There's just saying. No but I but mean, some of these of late, some of these of late on, on the, the Zach Wilson, I mean, where he tried to get somebody to call him trash, right? He tried to set up, I can't remember who the player was, to basically no, co sign. Jones and, and yeah. Rodney Harrison. Okay, even but that's Chris, one jo- word. even, even but Chris can, Jones, even Chris Jones wouldn't do it. You could call a player trash without using that word. Is that that much better? I mean, it's not that word, but let's not act like you can't bruise somebody's ego in a quote-unquote professional way. You know, I mean, there, there are buzzwords that, that yeah. you know, I'm, it doesn't. It bothers me, me as unprofessional in some of these I situations. Mean, it's, it's, That's just a me. lot of what what is on what is professional now wasn't professional twenty years ago. Or <laughs> 15 years ago. So it, things have changed. All right. It's the they haven't changed that much because people don't like it. They still put, I mean, it's not like if, 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 if it, if it really changed. Any sleep. No, but if it really changed, then those people wouldn't, would have just shrugged and said, oh, that's just how it is today. And that, and what they would have left it at what that. What people? Uh, Judy. Yeah. The, no, all the wouldn't. people. Why not? Because when, when, when you're saying when that we, this is when, normal when now, that's what you just said. It's when normal. When journalists criticize them without using that language, they still get mad. It's not like that's the that word set them off. They don't like it, it, they don't like it's that word that set those words no, set them off. Yes, Rob, has a player ever jumped on you for something you said, or or even if you didn't see him, you just know that they were upset. It's not. Because I, I'm not you saying that you can't. I'm not saying you can't be that word. But, but I I just can't. I'm talking about the idea. That you would go on national television and call somebody at, that he's ass, like like I just you could say he's. I, I think that's a uh, a word. If you're if you're sitting at home and you're Dak Prescott and you're watching this show, I would be offended. I, forget about forget about the criticism that I'm not a I'd good quarterback. I would dude be offended. Sat there and was like, yo, he he's terrible. He cannot throw the football. I'm sorry, he's missing receivers left and right. That's gonna bother you too. I mean, just because you said he's ass, I mean, yeah, okay, I get it. It's off-color language. But, dude, you ripped me to shreds in in perfect English. That's not going to make me feel good either. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer John Batiste. 
The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, in today's world, it seems like the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Now, Rob, as I said going into the break, Top five teams record-wise gone in Major League Baseball. Some people have said they need to change the format. Rob Manfred, the commissioner, has said no. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, what is it? Uh, one in 13 record for the top yeah. five teams, one, which is just unheard of. But What was it I, like in the past? This is the worst, obviously. No, this is I'm the worst. I, I don't remember that. I mean, the yeah. Yankees, when they were winning that three out of four, three in a row well, and four I mean, out of five. Like, just say the last, because obviously but they expanded it with right, more but teams. They, right, but I'm just saying like, yeah, but it just, it seems weird to me. Uh, and I think he's right. The only thing that is, you can't go off for one year. Well, why did Houston? If all four lost, Chris, maybe you could use that. But Houston seemed to be okay, and they were able to uh, get to where they wanted to go, and they won their series pretty easily. You know what I mean? So I, I, I think that's what he's saying is like we have to see. And if you're baseball, you don't want it. I mean, to be honest, Chris, like you just – What, your top teams losing? Yeah, you don't want your top teams losing. So if this happens two or three years – and then you got to take a look at it. Then you're going to reevaluate it because you don't want the Dodgers to be at home. Right. You don't want Atlanta to be at home. You don't. I don't care what anybody says. There's some nice stories. Arizona's a great story, and it was great to see Minnesota in there finally win a playoff and all this. But you don't want those teams to be it's, going home. It's interesting, Rob, because I'm going to shout out my man Nelson from uh, the garage I park in in New York City when I do first things first. He says, and, you know, the last few days he's into baseball, and he's like, in the playoffs, you, he said, it don't matter what you do in the regular season. In the playoffs is when you find out who got kahunas. 
And to your point, Rob, I understand the questions about the format because I have them myself. But Houston don't have no problem with the format. Every year they get they get busy. Philadelphia seems to be okay. Like every anybody can have a bad postseason, but these teams they seem to show up and be ready to perform when they need to. But that said, Rob, I think one way you what you might want to look at is um, making the from the divisional round on every series seven games. Because baseball want that. already is prone to four, to upsets. No, I get because it. Because of the nature of the sport. And I think if you go seven, it's a better chance, at least, of the best team winning. I I, I get that. But I, I, I think that this should ultimately, sometimes the playoff series are too long. Um, that's one of my criticisms of the NBA in the first round where the, you know, eight and one. And most of the time, not all the time, Chris, most of the time, they're lopsided, four-game sweep, or, you know, like, we go, like, like why are we even playing this series when the other team doesn't even have a shot, and then it's a seven-game series. So that's why I'm saying, like, I would rather it be shorter to start, but you got to figure out, that's is it good? Is it good to be off from baseball? No. A sport that's rhythm-based, uh, but how, so you just need to take away the buy, and I don't know if that means adding another team. You know what I mean? Right. But I just think the somehow, buy needs to come out. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I agree. Like, like, just you can't. Those guys shouldn't rest. They they just can't be off for a week. It sounds good. Let me get my guys it, uh, healthy and all that, right. but it doesn't work. I don't think you should make though. Let's say you get rid of the buy, and you put that first round, that first seeded team in a uh, best of three. That you're gonna have upsets, and I don't know, yeah, nobody nobody's upsets, upsets. It's, it's, but you don't want like no, you just you do, wanna, I think you should be rewarded for being the best team in the regular season, but not four and teams, and I get it, not that you four get teams, home. you know what I mean? Like, it should just be the best if you want to say the best team in the the best team, Chris, in the uh, in the in what, each uh, division, you know, like not what, each division. Like just the, the top two records in the American League and the National League, those two teams. No, and, but I'm saying I don't think a buy is a is an advantage. No, no, baseball. no, but not a five or six game buy is what I'm saying. Like it was a like it was almost a week. That's the problem. I'm no, saying you got to right. shorten it, right? Oh, like make it three well, days. You know what I mean? It's like tough, it's tough to do that with the. I mean, you can I guess with the wild card though. If a wild card goes three three games. Then the team waiting on that wild card winner, it's gonna be five days. But you got to figure it right? out so that it's not. That's what I'm saying. Is like I, I get it. Like on I think the, you just got to get the fly, rid of the buy. It's hard. Yeah, and you really don't want to buy. I don't. I don't think anybody. It's it just sounds good. You know, we talk about it all the time. Let me right. get my team rested. I, I remember and it's legit when for football or basketball, and even in football, I remember when the Packers rested Aaron Rodgers at the end of a season. Chris, and then they had, you know, they had they rested them the game, the last game of the year, then they had the bye and then they didn't play until the following week. It was like three weeks. Remember when they lost to the Giants yep, at home? Yep. And I did and, that with Manning too. Yeah, and and yep, you remember that? And it was, I don't think that that's good to be off. You're used to playing. So, being off that long. I think it's more long. so, yeah, in baseball, but it's, it's I don't know, it's tough. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. The best athletes don't just play the game. They change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive. It's easy. And best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io.